Ah, hello to you, Adelaide. It's the Dead Set Legends here for another Saturday morning. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom, I taking you through your sports show to 11.30 today. The former scooper of the Brisbane Lions. Rocky, hello, brother. Good morning, Adelaide. Good morning, Tom Ferg. Yeah, really looking forward. How good is footy back? Ah, yep. Draw on Thursday night. Not the best contest, scrappy affair, but uh, a, a draw keeps it close. Keep But last night, let's talk about the MCG. We'll get to that next, but... Fantastic cracking game there, and uh, I'm all in on the flag pies. Yeah, us. yeah, you are. You've changed. I'm with you as well, mate. Very, very impressive. Former skipper of the Redbacks, represented Australia in three formats. Ferk, hello, mate. Morning, guys. Family, giddy up. It's it's oh, been yeah. a big start to the footy season, but I'll tell you who was on the flag pies from ball one. Oh, come on. <laughs> C. Ferguson was right on board. You two didn't even have him in the eight. No, we didn't. Can you believe it? Family, unbelievable. Yeah. But what a what a start to the season. Plenty to talk about. We've got Bernard Vince coming on later mm. to talk a bit of uh, bit of footy, but also well, we've, well, well, we're venturing into last night. Yes, we are because we've heard some rumblings yeah, this morning. There's I've, been a lot of rumblings. I come down the freeway and my phone was going off mm. because of what happened with <laughs> Bernard last night. So we're going to speak to him. We're also going to catch up with assistant coach of the Adelaide Crows, Nathan Van Burlo, yes. the former skipper of the joint and um, well he used to live with Bernie so we might just have to slide one through there to <laughs> That's him. That's right. Because oh, it was at MG's farewell wasn't it? That's MG right. from the rush hour yep. so uh, there might be a bit more to tell from that farewell. And we're going to catch up with Jay-Z Clark as well Rocky. Yeah we are so that'll be uh, that'll be a good chat as well. We'll have all the latest news and fallout from last night. I think Chris Scott was unhappy with the surface oh, so yeah. does that play an effect in Adelaide as well. We know that the, they had a concert there recently, so it'll be interesting to see this afternoon how that ground's come up for Port Adelaide and Brisbane there. That should be a ripping game. Oh, and then, yeah. obviously, a big contest out in uh, Greater Western Sydney as well. The, the Crows take on the Giants tomorrow afternoon. Now, Ferg, have you noticed yeah. one thing about our man Pig? Jeez, he's looking all right, isn't he? He's just really turned it on he's... today. I reckon he's had the ears lowered. He's had the, the clippers <laughs> short back inside, and, and oh. he's got the button up on. Speaking of the haircut as well, I got a phone call from Rock throughout the week, and, uh, well, oh, he, yes. he blew up at his new barber. Oh, no. Because he's, no. mo- he's moved up to Queensland. Well, he's right. just not happy with it. What's happened, no, Very happy with it. Oh, very yeah. happy with the new barber. Oh, you, yeah? you, you thought I was upset because I have to pay now. So I used to yeah, go down there usually just, barber usually just drops it Grace. on the Insta yeah, story. Not, uh, <laughs> straight down there for a free one. But Fergus <laughs> and the family out there, I don't know if you've been to the barbers lately, how you can't just walk in. You've got a booking system. That oh, frustrates yeah. the hell out of me. But also... <laughs> yeah. 45 minutes for a haircut. They use every type of shave, whatever. Up here, eight minutes, in and out of the chair. Is that how you like it, Rock? Fantastic. Eight minutes. Get me in and out. (laughs) Short, sharp and shiny. This is incredible. Incredible from our man. Right, we have to review what happened last night. Collingwood, so, so good. And just uh, some emerging players. We're going to get the details out of that game. Out of Rocky next. Here at the Dead Set Legends. Morning to you, Adelaide. Ian Moss for your Saturday morning. How good? Stop it. 14 minutes past the 9 o'clock, 104.7. Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. This is a resounding victory in the end for the Magpies in front of 86,500 at the MCG. Round one. Collingwood defeat the reigning Premier's Geelong. The margin's 22 points and they're celebrating at the MCG. We are all in on the pies there, piggy boy. <laughs> yeah, we certainly are. I was down there last night. I'm over in Melbourne, obviously. Got uh, We'll get to that later why I'm here. But, uh, yeah, so they were up and about down there. They were flocking in. A fantastic crowd uh, for, for round one action. And, and we've seen a good crowd on Thursday night as well. But, but Collingwood far too good in the end last night. They, they probably should have won by a little bit more in the end. 
Um, Geelong did well to be that close or in, in front for most of the game. But, but looking across the board, the inside 50s, they just belted them. Collingwood, they got plenty more opportunities. Contested footy was pretty even, just in, in Collingwood's favour. But the, the big one was the uncontested. They, they belted them on the outside. They ran. They took the uncontested marks. That's where they really blew the game apart. 95 uncontested marks to 56. So their ability just to control the ball, find space on, on the big MCG was really good. That They ran the game out super strong as well. There is question marks on Geelong at the moment. Just a little bit underdone. Not question marks about where they're at moving forward. I think they're going to be right there at the pointy end again. But they're just a little bit underdone. And they looked a little bit that way um, to the eye last night for, for anyone that was watching it. But Collingwood might be the real deal. I, I thought they might slide a little bit. I didn't think they were that good that they could continue to su- sustain it. But um, as spoken about in, in a bit of media or you hear the players talk, it's a really fun and fast environment down there that Craig McRae's um, developed for, for the Collingwood boys. So they love being at the footy club. And when you've got an environment like that, it doesn't matter work, footy, anything you do. If you like being in there, it's, it's just a great place to be and your output's always better. It's hard to hate them. It is genuinely mm. hard. To, like 22 points down in that third quarter and you look. it looked like they were going to roll over and they're just like, no, nah, we're taking it on through the middle. John Noble off that halfback flank, so impressive. Nick Dacos with 35 touches as well. And like you touched on with the uncontested possessions there, Rock, plus 60, they just made the ground look like it, th- their own, if you know what I mean. And to go, he back to his best again, Fergus. Oh, how good. Yeah, and, and he looks like he's in serious nick two to goal. He's the sort of player that can take you to the next level. Um, like I said last week, being the only one of us that put it, uh, Collingwood in the eight, um, <laughs> they just looked the part, didn't they? They look like they've gone up another level again. All those close games last year, I reckon, are going to hold them in really good stead. It was it was a game that was slipping from them late in that third quarter, mm. and, and they just turned on a dime, started pushing real hard, running hard, breaking lines, and, and just didn't stop. And it looked like, you know, Geelong just weren't quite up for it, you know, when it really got testy late. They showed a lot of class again. I mean, they showed in the first, you know, three quarters, I'd say, that they were really, you know, really, they've lost nothing of that class mm. from last year. They just didn't quite have the legs rock. No, they didn't. They, they just couldn't sustain it for the four quarters. And a few injury concerns out of that game. We've seen a couple of players for Geelong lose, uh, go off with knee injuries throughout that. Yeah. And, and Chris Scott was pretty strong about that after the game. It's been a long time since the grand final. It's the biggest game in the land and it's the best ground in the world, in my view. Um, so to compromise the surface is a strange decision to make voluntarily. Like if stuff happens and you know the weather's beyond your control, fair enough, but it was a, a known goal, I reckon. Nah, I don't know about this, Rock. Like 24 hours earlier, there seemed to be no issues whatsoever and uh, we're going to catch up with Jay-Z Clark shortly yes. and we can talk about that as well. But like seriously, people slip over all the time. This cannot be just from the Ed Sheeran surface. And and it, even if it is, it's got to be – I think it's a risk you take when you have 200,000 people, you know, in the in the country sort of thing that have gone to go watch Ed Sheeran as well. Don't you think or not? Yeah, well, I think they, they need to get to the bottom of it. If if the um, inconsistency is on the ground and you don't know unless you go out there. So you, a ground can look sensational, but unless you actually walk on the surface. So what's been obviously relayed to Chris Scott there is that it's hard in patches, it's soft in other patches. So wearing the right boots can be a challenge. And, and maybe it was the surface was okay for one game. Maybe the, the Thursday night game was really good and strong and there was mm-hmm. no issues, but then the double up, and then we get this is where we get the inconsistencies and then we get some injuries out of it. So 
concerning if that is the case, because if someone does end up doing a serious knee and they miss 12 months, then over this weekend, and we've seen two Geelong players go down with um, a couple of knee injuries. We don't know how serious they are at this stage. Of the four coaches so far that have played in the in the competition yep. at the MCG, mm. there's only been one complaining about it. Mm. Is that, and that's the one that lost. Yep. The only, the only team that lost, their yeah. coach. And I think we'll find out more today when there's obviously another game uh, being played. Or is it tomorrow? I think the Dons are taking on the, the Hawks. So we're going to... There's a game there tonight, I think. Tonight, I think uh, yeah. Melbourne, Melbourne from memory, Melbourne. Uh, Western Bulldogs? Yeah, Western Bulldogs at the MCG tonight at 7.25. So if, if it is and it gets worse over the weekend, you've still got a game there on Sunday as well, then there might, might be issues. If people start to do their knees and ankles because of the surface, then it becomes concerning. Yep. I mean, we've seen players slip over in that manner that Tom Stewart did for years. For years yeah. and years and years, complaining about players not wearing long studs. The studs have changed a little bit, Rock. No steel caps anymore, but certainly players slip over. Mm. We're playing at night, mm. gets dewy. It's just part and parcel. We play in the wet. I mean, seriously. How good is it to have two teams score over 100 oh, as well? Oh, yes. Like, that was brilliant. So the diversity between the two games is superb, and footy's back. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can look forward to a couple of cracking games for the rest of the weekend as well. On 104.7, Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Cert Legends. Jay-Z Clark is going to join us next. And Bernie after 930 We've got some mail on Bernard. Oh, haven't we? And we're going to hit him right between the eyes after 9.30. <laughs> Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends with Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom. And time to get all the latest news out of the AFL season with Jay-Z Clark. He joins us right now. Jay-Z, hello to you, brother. Oh, great to be with you, boys. And already, it's what a start to the footy season. Oh, I think it's been the first two games. You get the draw on Thursday night. I know the skills are a bit pox at times, but it was a pulsating thing. Finish. We loved it. The MCG packed house. And then last night, gee whiz, we all think Collingwood's going to slide. You know, maybe they're not going to get the rub of the green. They fall, will they fall, fall out of the finals mix? And then they just go whack Jordan Nagoi. Outstanding. Nick Dacos looks like a Brownlow medalist oh, yeah. in the making and the scoring power of this team. So what a start to the season it has been. But fair to say the massive news in Melbourne this morning surrounds the surface. Now, if you had an eagle eye... On the last minute of the Carlton-Richmond game, Lockie O'Brien, so McGovern takes the mark, releases uh, Lockie O'Brien down the bouncing wing, um, and then Harry Mackay is deep forward and he slips, right? He mm. slips over at a crucial moment on where the on a join between the old surface and the new surface. We've been talking about the Ed Sheeran concerts um, for a couple of weeks now. So he can't take the mark, um, and it is a, a draw, obviously. So that's huge. And then last night we see with Tommy Stewart, and um, Sam DeConing slip mm-hmm. over and both hurt their, their knees. And then Chris Scott in the press conference, and he's always fascinating listening, goes absolutely whack in saying that why are we having these concerts? The grand final was months ago. It should be in perfect nick. Now players are getting hurt. He said it's inconsistent and um, was really scathing in his comments. Now, the MCG... They've got a different view. They don't think it is inconsistent. They think it's um, safe to play on. So it's going to be an issue which is going to blow up in the next 48 hours. And the big watch is on Adelaide Oval, right, fellas, because um, you've gone undergone a similar transition process yep. with new turf after the Ed concerts mm. and had even less time. So are you guys watching this game a little bit nervously, seeing the toll from last night? Yeah, I reckon we are, Jay-Z. Big game over there this afternoon with Port Adelaide and uh, the Brisbane Lions there. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that ground holds up. But 
Let's uh, let's talk about the injuries out of last night's game. Um, Tommy Brown said sources suggesting a fractured forearm for from Jeremy Howe there. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, Saw City. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Sometimes you can just, like, why do you have to go down that path as a journal? I don't want to knock Tommy, but I will in this occasion because he just got, like, his arms at right angles, right? He's got a broken arm. You, you need to say sources saying, when your dad runs the joint, Tom, like, I reckon leave it out, to be honest. But anyway, he knows we're just um, – Having a bit of fun there. So Jeremy Howe, what an important player. He is a beloved figure, vice captain, of course, and he starts a lot of that that uh, offense, Tommy. You know this better than us, but he uh, he does the intercept marking. They launch off his rebound. They're going to be missing. Who knows? Like It's only early. He's going to have surgery today. He's at four to six weeks. They can come back quickly with the mm. pins and rods and plates in their arms. Yeah. Um, yeah, players have been coming back sort of in two weeks from some of this stuff with broken legs. It's extraordinary, really. I think Scotty Pendlebury only missed a couple of games when he had his. So, look, I don't know. He, he might miss a month of footy or something like Jeremy Howe. But also, as we touched on before with the Cats, the reigning Premier come out. We've been raving about Sam De Koning's job. Tommy Stewart's probably the best defender in the league. And Stewart may be a, a medial. They'll check his meniscus as well. Sam De Koning also a, a, a re-injury of, a, of an existing uh, uh, knee issue. So, gee, yeah. they're already missing um, Jake Kolodzhazny, who's mm. out. Um so it is going to really lighten or test the the depth of the the cats' defence, Rocky. Have you got any question marks over the cats after watching them last night? No, I don't. Not at this stage. I think we know that they're a little bit underdone heading into the game, and and Collingwood were up and about. So I was actually quite impressed how good Geelong were. We know that they didn't have their stars in the in the summer preseason game. So I think they'll hit their straps after a few weeks and get going. But uh, yeah, some injury concerns for sure. Mm. Jay-Z, there's yep. a fair bit happening down at Essendon, and there has yeah. been for about a decade, and I haven't liked it. Can you Cal, give me just a bit the one, of a run Just the one decade? Just, just show me some light at the end of the tunnel, please. <laughs> You're going to have to get a flashlight, Cal, to be honest, oh, because he's a deep, dark dungeon oh, uh, there at Essendon. Honestly, this is as part of the new start. They moved on Ben Rutten. A new president, Dave Barham, came in. It was like, right, fresh start for the Essendon Football Club. No more of this political infighting and absolute garbage, which has docked the club for, you know, you, they haven't won a final in 18 years. So it, 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 this sort of stuff has been a constant frustration, not only for people at the club, but for fans. And then all week we've been reading about this supposed fallout between Josh Marnie and Adrian Dodoro, the longtime um, recruiting manager who's highly respected. Now, as I understand, they haven't even discussed it internally this week. Now, I'm not sure if that's a good sign or a or a bad sign. Have they not discussed it because it's not an issue or they've not discussed it because it is so awkward and they don't, they don't want to sort of break bread over it. What happens in these situations, Rocky and Cal, when you're in a sporting team and you're meant to love each other and everyone gets on, but it's like, sometimes there are going to be some fallouts. So have you ever had, had to sit down, Tommy, and had to eyeball someone and, you know, someone you're not best friends with and try to say, look, we're just going to have to survive each other for the next couple of years? How does that work? No, I didn't. I just told them to get stuffed, Jay-Z, and moved on. But, um, yeah, I, I think within organisations, not everyone gets on, and it's impossible when you've got 80 employees in a footy department to mm. all get on with everyone. But if you're two managers, you need them to get on. You're head of recruiting and footy manager. So, yeah, they need to sit down and work it out. Cup of tea.
JZ Clark, Sunday rub debuts tomorrow, mate. You're oh, pumped. Yes. What's going on? Well, it could be loose. I'm interested in your thoughts here, boys, because we lose Ross the Boss and uh, Wayne the King Care, and we bring in Stevie Johnson and Dale Thomas, <laughs> two of the biggest rat bags ever going around. I'm not even sure they'll be there, to be honest. Let's see if they're there on time. Um, we've, there's been some WhatsApp activity, oh, and no. the sledges have yeah, been mate. flying thick and fast. Stevie Johnson's talking about whether Lee Montagna's ever won a hard ball or oh, something, you know, something oh, like boy. that. So Shots fired. It's, whew, we, had, we had Stevie J on last week and he said he'll do everything in the media but be Kane Corns, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, Stevie J, because he's been chained and muzzled for the best part of 20 years, he's been boring for a long time. So as I've been saying to Stevie, mate, give us some personality, please, because we're putting up with you playing a straight bat for way too long. Jay-Z, thank you so much, mate. You're a star. Thanks, boys. Cheers, mate. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until 11.30 today. And the rub... It is back. How good for 2023. Fire up. I'm excited. Yep. Should be an absolute beauty. Hey, text line's always open as well. It is. 0488851047. Got one uh, that's just landed in the inbox here, boys. Is that right? Uh, hey, Ferg, can I have a stick? I want to make runs so my dad will watch me. He's never seen me play. Cheers. Craig from Callington. <laughs> that's the second week in a row we've had a bat request come in. He must be sort of really <laughs> lean. Cash me, Willow. You can sort him out with something, couldn't you, Fergus? Well, we tried to get uh, Rocky some runs last year with a stick. Mm. Not sure uh, whether that worked. Was it Bluey's bat you got a hold of? I didn't get any bat in the end. I oh, had to use my own. I had to use... Um... <laughs> The Ricky Ponting special with the um, carbon fibre on the back. No, oh, is that right? a cheap bat? Did you know about that? Didn't Those you... ones with the carbon fibre on the back, it's they cheap. got banned because the ball started disappearing into the stands. Not when, when Rock was using it. it. No, not when I use it. Well, <laughs> I can't hit it off the square. <laughs> That's even scary. Your strike, rate game, was, actually. your strike rate was 50 in a T20. <laughs> Rock with the carbon fibre cheap Just bat. push them around. <laughs> right, let's do this. We belong together. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Stories from home and away. Yes, over here in Melbourne now for the weekend. So we've uh, been looking forward to this. An opportunity to get away from the, the wife and kids just to let the hair down for a little bit. Uh, so we've uh, come down here and we're off to uh, All-Star Mile Day today, gentlemen. How good. So really looking forward to the races there. Uh, a good good opportunity just to, to let the hair down a little bit. But uh, it should be a really big race day over yes. here. and. Mm. Um, everything's gone to plan so far, I think. We uh, did a bit of filming yesterday for a, a, another job that I have outside of uh, Triple M. and Is that right? I can't, don't think I can mention them on air, unfortunately. No, you so, can't. It's another... No, uh, I wouldn't have thought so. It's another yeah. agency. It's <laughs> another not Betfair. And we love Betfair. We are right amongst it with Betfair. Yep. We love them. Don't yep. worry about that. Mm. Now, what so, are we doing today, uh, Pig? What's the weather like? Who's the winners? Where, it's, where, where is yeah. it at? So, we're, believe it or not, Melbourne's turned one on today, 37 degrees. Whoa. So, we're, uh, we're looking forward Jeez. to that. And then the All-Star Mile. So, it's a great concept where you can actually vote to, to get some runners into the race. So, uh, it should be a cracking contest. And um, the, the favourite into that is Alligator Blood, I think. So, yes. it, should, it should run pretty well. But, um, yeah, obviously gamble responsibly if you're having a little flutter today. But I'm looking forward to our segment a little bit later to get some specials. I'll tell you where it won't be 37 degrees. <laughs> In the tents where Rock is. Oh, oh it'll be nicely air-conditioned. Well, I'd hope Behind so. the glass. I'd hope so, because our man, literally, and he loves the sweat up, doesn't he? When, wow. it, when it's 14 and misty, he sweats this big man. So. It's about 16 degrees in the studio, oh, and he's God. got lagoons under his arm. Yep, he's thrown them up straight away. What about last week when he sent through that selfie with the, with the Brisbane humidity? <laughs> the, the Queensland 87% humidity. 87% humidity. 
98 it was last It was basically raining. Oh, oh. And not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> it certainly looked like it was raining on your lid. <laughs> Well, I'll be in the air conditioned today, enjoying free refreshments. Oh and, yeah, uh, free, free little flutters as well, and and free food. So I won't hold back on the food. I, I did get a, a little spray last week, Tomo, that I'd put on a couple of kilos. So I've tried to lose a couple this week to uh, give myself a little bit to expand. What well, uh, worked? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this has been brutal in here this it morning. Worked. Oh. Rusty joins us before ten. <laughs> Big thanks to Betfair for jumping oh, yes. on board the Dead Set Legends. Uh, 104.7. Oh. Adelaide's Triple M, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow, Ferguson and Tomo. And you wouldn't believe it, but there was a game of cricket that Australia played last night, Fergus. No one had any idea it was on. What are you talking about? It's international cricket <laughs> nope. against India. Nope. Rock? What? Cricket? Come on. Like, no, seriously. sure, it's footy season, mate. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it got lost. <laughs> Yes, deep, deep <laughs> lost in the mist of footy. Look, yep. footy's big. We know that. The Indian series is huge when it comes to the test stuff. But yep. once that was done, you can understand why people drifted off a little bit. But the Aussies got an absolute hiding. They got absolutely belted pillar to post. They're all out 188. Now, they got themselves to one, to, one for 77. Uh, Steve Smith got away to a start, 22. Mitch Marsh made 81 off 65. Yeah, right. So great to see him back up and running after a, a long layoff with injury. Uh, but from there, it was it was horrific, really. They lost nine for 111. So uh, all out in the 36th over. Yep. And India just cruised it in, really. Uh, never looked troubled. They lost a few early, but um, once they got a partnership together, uh, Rahul and, and Jadeja iced them pretty quickly with a 100-plus partnership, and, and that one was dust pretty early on. They chased them down in about 40 overs. So uh, pretty messy start for the Aussies, really. Yep. Um, Generally, they're pretty good batting tracks over there. It, it might slow up through the middle and towards the back end, guys, in one-day cricket. But normally, you're going to need 320-plus on most wickets over there. And that wicket looked pretty good. Not quite. It might have been more of a 280 wicket, but they were just well short. So through your experience, obviously, being over into India and different parts of the world, Fergus, mm. is it the, has India got the biggest diversity in terms of pitches? We just saw Turn turn City for the first couple of yep. the test, mate. And then you're saying that 320 is par, which if you got 320 in the first innings of a test match, would have been Christmas. Mate, I've seen, I've seen some wickets over there where 320 is about 110 short. Wow. Like, they're just some extraordinary. And I'm not even joking there. Like, I've seen, I, I was carrying the drinks when Sharma made two hundred in in a in a one day international, and, yeah. and and Darwin made one hundred and sixty at the other end. Like, just extraordinary how flat some of those pitches are in short form cricket. It's amazing. Why can't they get the balance right? You think, Ferg? Like, gives a, a even competition against bat and ball. It seems to be all in favour of the bowlers in the test matches, particularly early. But the last test match was all favour more more so for the bat. Batsman, and then the one day is it seems like it's all favour of the batsman again. Yeah, look, they they um they, they've got a good handle on what they're doing over there. Oh, I'm really convinced of that it's not that they're not trying to um get the result that they're after. They're they're looking for high scoring games in in one day in T20 cricket, mm. uh, and then certainly in the test stuff, they want them to be turning big. Yeah. They want them to be um so giving them a huge advantage. Yep. I'm convinced of that, yep. and that's fine. Like that's their that's how they want to do it. They're their home conditions. We've been trying to prepare fast, bouncy wickets yeah, for right. 150 years mm. here in Australia. We're not trying to produce low, slow ones. I'm sure we could if we wanted to. Yep, for sure. And what do you reckon for the for the boys that have played in the the Test series and then the One Day series? Travis Head's, you know, one that yes. springs to mind straight away. 
back end of this, they must be just dead keen to get home, to be honest, wouldn't they? Oh, look, they, they would be. They'd be really excited about the prospect of getting home, albeit um, they know how important international cricket is for, for their country. So when, once they get to the ground, they're, they're itching, chomping at the bit. Travis Travis Head, for instance, yeah. would be desperately keen for these three opportunities at the oh, top of the sure. order. He wants to nail down a spot. Yeah. Davey Warner's not there. Finchie's retired. So there's some there's a bit more going on if you're reading between the lines. Um, for some players there, you know, Josh Inglis is in the middle order. He's desperate to try and nail down a spot. Alex Carey's playing well in the test team. Mm-hmm. So look, there's plenty of narratives in behind uh, what looks like a pretty bland one day series. There's a bit going on. So next game's tomorrow night. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, and yep. then um, I think it's two games in about four days. Yep. So um, it's going to be a pretty hectic finish to the series, but I think everyone will be pretty happy after four pretty hotly contested test matches. Yeah, and then get home for a couple of months and take off to England, eh? Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be busy. Um I'm not sure it's quite even two months. I think they'll have to go to a they'll go to a camp probably up in up in Brisbane at some point. But um certainly it's going to be a busy period for these Aussie boys. They're gonna need some time at home just to refresh, reset and get ready for the um the test championship and then also the the Ashes as well. So it's gonna be hectic. Now Rusty's gonna join us uh next Rocky get a motorsport update. You got something in about Oscar Piazza with him? <laughs> oh, I, I, I seem to get it every week. I think he <laughs> Funny puts that. a question, question in there for me. <laughs> <laughs> that happens next here at the Dead Set Legends, five away from 10 o'clock. Morning, Adelaide. Triple M. This motorsport update with Rusty and Dick Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Oh, we love this time of the morning on the Dead Set yes. Legends. Our good mate Greg Rust from Rusty's Garage Podcast is on the line. You can get that for free on the listener app. Morning all, how are we? Oh mate, top of the world, don't worry about that. Controversial start of the supercar season in Newcastle, mate. Van Gisbergen, the race winner, didn't want to talk in the press. What's going on there? Two sides to this story. So some are arguing that shutting down the press conference uh, when you're the race winner, when you're the champion, uh, is not a good idea. Mm. That you do need to offer up. Um, and to be fair to Shane, the small grab that was played in the broadcast probably didn't give full kind of context to it and he did go on in that press conference to answer uh, a little bit with uh, with other journalists he's since put out a very big statement on his social media in relation to this it appears to be a long but but kind of silent protest about not being allowed to speak his mind and the drivers uh, not being able to speak their mind in relation to the new generation three obviously you know the business wants to start everything quite positively with this new era for the sport uh, things aren't going to be perfect. We've got to be um, realistic about that. But I don't think the drivers not be authentic or not be allowed to speak their minds is a good strategy. Um, Mark Scape, I note, has reached out to the team um, and is endeavouring to set up something where they can, can sit their way to move forward here. But I think it's incumbent on the sport. Yes, there's probably learnings for Shane here in, in this moment, but I think it's incumbent on the sport to sit down with this bloke and figure out a way in this too. Yeah, fair to say there's been a bit happening, Rusty. Uh, disqualification for both Red Bull cars from their 1-2 finish in the first race. I mean, wow, what a way to... Um, look, was that a punishment that fitted the crime? Uh, you could argue a lot, a lot of the fans struggle to see how cooling, driver cooling, which isn't a performance-related thing, would fit the crime. What they've done with these new cars is very cleverly... Um, set up the rules. They're very strict and black and white about the way that they are going to enforce them. Uh, the cooling area for a lot of that stuff is basically where the passenger seat in the cars uh, would ordinarily be. Uh, they put 
some cooling uh, on the driver's side in a small pit and the, the roll cage, and they need that gap for side impact safety protection in the, the event of an accident. So on the day, uh, there was disqualification. The matter is being talked on the radio this morning. Cam Waters is the effective race winner, but that appeal will be heard in the lead-up to the Grand Prix, and I'm told there is some fresh stuff Albeit there is some he said she said stuff, uh, but there will be some some uh, some new things I think come to light in uh, in that uh, in that hearing. So now we move on. You speak about the Grand Prix next week in Australia, but they're currently the F1 are in Saudi Arabia at the moment. Max Verstappen just uh, dominating again in practice yes. overnight. But McLarens, they're so yeah. and, and Oscar Piastri <laughs> says he he doesn't regret joining them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he ended up 19th in that um, in that second session, and Lando Norris wasn't even in the top. When you compare it to last year's car, um, it appears to be a, a step backwards. They have some things uh, that are in the pipeline, but they won't they won't come into play in the year. So we don't have a huge amount to look forward to at the moment. Uh, full credit to to Oscar. Um, naturally, in social media, people are saying, "Hey, mate, did you really make the right decision here? Would you get the Alpine team?" He says it's the right call. Give it time. Uh, they're kind of a champion team, and uh, and let's wait and see what the the developments in the pipeline bring. Thanks again, Rusty. We love your stuff. We'll catch you next week. Have a cracking weekend, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Rusty. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. 18 minutes past 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning. Adelaide 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Cert Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cal Ferguson and Tomo. And I tell you what, the rub, it's back with a vengeance today. It kicks off at 11.30 our time. Yes. Prominent figure. Oh, yeah. Bernard Vince, hello, mate. Hey, boys, how are we? Oh, top top <laughs> of the world, mate. Now the rub is up <laughs> and going crook. today. <laughs> You've flown yes. into Melbourne. How are we going? <laughs> Yes, here for the big blockbuster today between West Coast and North Melbourne. Um, there's a few wooden spoons uh, hanging around out here. Maybe we're playing for that today. But now nah, the rub's back, mate. So looking looking forward to that. Always good fun. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what we can go. I've come up with a bit of audio. I don't think any – actually, Ferg, you are. Good. <laughs> good. I like to contribute. I'm a team player, Ben. Yeah, good. You're always good like that. Thank <laughs> you. You and Bluey. Got to, got to clip the cricketers. Well, That's it. Exactly right. Keep us in line, Ben. So yes. who's in the team today? Uh, so we've got Billy Brownless, uh, James Brayshaw, and Purple, Damien Barrett. Purple. So we've got, we got the four of us. So, well, where's, um, where's Bill? Well, Bill's he's, he's already texting us saying he's got to leave early. He's got a horse running. He owns about... <laughs> 0.04% of this bloody thing. Like it's, it's hoof. It's it's shoe. That's all he owns. And he's got to fly to the to Sydney to watch the Golden Slipper does. today. And, mate, I said, I don't need proof of ownership. He's already warning us he has to take off early. He only stays for half an hour anyway. I don't know. He might as well not even do it. He doesn't even contribute. Oh, man. <laughs> now, uh, let's talk Adelaide Crows while we've got your burn. We'll straighten up for yeah. one second. They've had a pretty good summer, and uh, we're going to speak to Nathan Van Berlo a little bit later on in the show, but they're pretty excited about what they can do in season 2023. Do you see some improvement and a springboard potential to play finals? Yeah, they'll be knocking on the door. I can't see them playing finals, but they'll upset some good teams this year. I've, as you said, they had a very good off-season. Their trial games, they look sharp. Uh, the addition of Rankin looks good. Mm. I'm excited. Saligo, Pedler, uh, Schomburg hopefully takes his game to the next level. Sam Berry's in there. Had a good season last year. So there's no. I, I think they'll upset a few teams. It's just that consistency still a question mark for me. So and I hope they prove me wrong and I hope they do play finals. But 
I, for me, I think they'll probably just miss out. They're probably a team that's, you know, around that ninth to sort of twelfth mark, but uh, certainly some improvement there with what I've seen so far. The first club's father-son debuts today, Max Michelani. Yes. Uh, very, yeah. very exciting, Ben. We're going to speak to Nathan Van Berlo shortly about him, but what's your, uh, what's your word on him? Yeah, well, I haven't seen too much of him, to be honest, but it's pretty exciting for the footy club to finally have a father-son actually play. I mean, Jimmy Rowe played and Stephen Rowe played, but it wasn't a father-son setup. So to get that success, we've seen other clubs. They, you know, it's a it's it's a very successful way to, to pick up um, players. You know, Tom Hawkins is one that at the time was a little bit different back then, but they basically got Tom Hawkins for free. And, you mm. know, he's a multiple premiership player now. So um, hopefully uh, there's some good other lads coming through, but wish him all the best and um, hopefully he has a good day today. Now, Bernard, enough of the serious stuff yes. because something has <laughs> uh, sprinted across our desk this morning as soon as we walked into level 1370 Franklin. See you later. <laughs> Emma G's farewell drinks, and uh, uh, yeah. I'm hearing you claimed all six votes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know where you guys get this information from, but I was very calm. I had an early flight this morning, so made sure I looked after myself. <laughs> uh, We're being told, <laughs> tap on the shoulder, yep. get out. Yep. Nah, Abby wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't. <laughs> it's a bouncer. Actually, I do remember something about that. He had uh, black clothing on and uh, I think a word with S, started with S on his back. Right. Shaved and, head. Uh, a bit of a lanyard around his neck from all reports. Ben, as soon as I heard you were going, I said, I'm out. <laughs> Every time it happens, we get pointed at yeah. and I said, you two, move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might have to ask Nathan Van Burlow, one of your housemates, about some of this stuff. You've got prize, is my understanding. (laughs) Hey, that was a very interesting period of my life when I lived with VB. Hopefully he's not too honest. Now, now, Burn, I've also got to to ask you. My understanding is that uh, Emma G's farewell kicked off at 2 (laughs) o'clock yesterday. Uh, Any truth? What time did Emma G actually get there? Um, about six o'clock. <laughs> so you three knuckleheads left her high-tailed for death. It's not like us to make it all about us, is it? <laughs> Burn didn't even know his drinks he was at. <laughs> What's this one oh, about? He's never leaving us. <laughs> See you Monday, Em. <laughs> Bernie, thanks so much for joining <laughs> us, mate. Enjoy the rub. No worries. See you, boys. See you, man. Uh, well, thanks a question on one triple three five three, doesn't it, lads? When did you get kicked out? Love it. When did you get kicked out <laughs> off the back of Bernard last night? What happened? What's your stories? We've got some brilliant prizes to give away as well. But as always. This happens to, to the best of us. Sometimes we can just, uh, well, struggle a little bit on the nightlife. Yeah, and some are a little bit more notorious for it than others, I'll tell you. And Bernard Vince is one of them. One triple three five three. When did you get kicked out? We'll take your calls very, very shortly. Dob in a mate as well. Yeah, absolutely. Roll them under the bus. <laughs> Dead set legends. Triple M. Now, the Phillies, how good? 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom are here until 11.30 today. The rub kicks off, and speaking of the rub, we just had Bernard Vince on before, um, Mm. and he's flown over to Melbourne. It could be a little bit hazy this morning. I reckon there was a bit of dust flying around when he woke up this morning. That would have been a tough flight, that one. Uh, he had uh, Emma G's drinks last night, obviously leaving the rush hour and heading over to Sydney. So, And, well, he just got tapped on the on the shoulder and just said it'd be better off if you just uh, maybe took off for the rest of the evening. We drink in moderation. <laughs> 
And we never, ever, ever get rolling drunk. So it begs the question, Rock, why did you get kicked out on one triple three five three? Yes, Yeah, so I just wanted to quickly run you through a story of one of my ex-teammates. I won't name names here, oh, but here we, uh, we were right. out on the town at the end of season in Brisbane and... Uh, he decided that uh, it was late late in the evening. We we ventured down to a, a lovely nightclub with uh, a few poles in the middle, etc., like that. <laughs> right. uh, must have been doing Renos or something, a bit of scaffolding. <laughs> and he Here decided, is. I think Timmy Pine Where does a bit going? of work at uh, somewhere like that. But um, he decided he decided to take his clothes off oh, no. and get up on the pole. So I had to oh, carry right. his clothes. He was up there on stage. Dancing nude. Oh, God. <laughs> Where's the equality in the world? What's wrong Jeez, with that? Seriously. <laughs> and he got the tap on the shoulder. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think we named the team, mate. <laughs> I think it is. The should not be doing no. that stuff. <laughs> I can't name the team, mate, but we had to run down to a back alley and uh, gave him his clothes, get him back on before the 5 0 arrived. Oh, God. And we're boy, doing boy. this responsibly, obviously, when we're having a <laughs> little right. sip. One triple three five three. Why'd you get kicked out? We'll head up to the Adelaide Hills at Mount Barker. We've got Andrew. Andrew, what happened? Oh, well, you know, mates, we hadn't caught up for a few years and uh, went to the GE at Littlehampton on a Sunday afternoon, Ooh, two o'clock. Yes. We're two drinks in and uh, we're playing a bit of eight ball. And one of my other mates thought, oh, I'll just get my mates. Uh, tension, so he built a cork, corky on the back of his legs, and we are on your bike, son. Two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. No. And oh, back no. to my place, and he got upside down after that. Oh, yeah, just. <laughs> what hell, Andy boy. Snap the pool cue around your your mate's calf. Two o'clock on a Sunday, Arvo is pretty early <laughs> as well, isn't it? <laughs> it's a fast start to the day. Who we got there, Fergus? Okay, so we're moving over to Kaylee from Angle Vale. Kaylee, what have you got for us? Uh, my brother-in-law had us kicked out of an Ed Sheeran concert. Oh, no. um, Hang on a second. Come on. <laughs> I think we might have got to maybe the fourth or fifth song for the concert, and my brother-in-law was uh, using profanities to express his love to Ed Sheeran and <laughs> offered some um, expletive sort of offers that I'm guessing the people around us did not appreciate. Oh, <laughs> this is extraordinary. We're halfway well, through Sheeran. one of the most lovely songs, Small Bump, and he gets kicked out. <laughs> I think it took four police officers to get the four of us out. Oh, goodness oh, me. Heavens above. Oh. How, how boring are you if you've got to go complain to security about what something, someone's saying in the concert? Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's a good point, Ron. Seriously. Yeah, they're just words, Where are we they? at? Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're headed out to Burton. we got Brenton. Brenton, why'd you get kicked out, mate? Hey, fellas. Oh, we had a bit of a boy trip over to Sydney. We went to the uh, Coogee Bay Hotel and towards Ooh, the end of the night, someone nice decided a uh, tequila shot. So oh. I had one of them, didn't handle it well, spewed me guts oh. up. And then I thought, well, to hide this, I better moonwalk it into the carpet. And um, yeah, big, big Mary basically grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and that was my night over. <laughs> yep. Done and dusted, but just didn't appreciate the moonwalk there, Brennan. <laughs> No, just trying to hide it, uh, rub it into the carpet with a bit of a moonwalk. But yeah, didn't he, he see me straight away? Yeah, he didn't right. like it. Nah, just <laughs> lack of style. <laughs> I think so, and always here at the Jet Set. We drink in moderation. That's right. <laughs> and we never, ever, ever get rolling drunk. Thanks for your call, family. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo, and the mighty Adelaide Crows take on the GWS Giants tomorrow. It's going to be an absolute beauty of a game. And we've got assistant coach, former skipper of the Crows, Nathan Van Berlo on the line. VB, hello, mate. Hey, guys. Morning. How you going? Yeah, well, well, right. mate. Uh, what are you most excited about uh, with the challenge tomorrow, mate? Must be absolutely pumped. A great summer and ready to rock and roll. 
Yeah, look, footy's back, isn't it? It's been exciting watching yes. the last couple of nights. Um, and oh, what are we most excited about? I think it's it's just seeing the growth in our young kids um, over the summer period in particular. And, you know, most of them got 20-odd games together last year, which is which is great for experience. And then we get the likes of, you know, Max Michelini coming in for his first game, Tyler Brown having a run for us, and Isaac Rankin, so a few new faces as well. VB, I want to speak about the summer. What, what was the number one work on for you as a playing group and coaching staff throughout the summer period? I think it was uh, it was probably trying to obviously ingrain a few of our systems deeper, but I think trying to add a bit more polish to our game, to be honest, and trying to actually make it easier for us to score in certain regards, and that comes off the back of some really solid team defence, but but also I think we made it really hard for ourselves at the time last year to so I guess to kick those easy goals or to, to put some pressure on the opposition in that way. So whether it be through a bit of ball movement, being a bit more direct and, and challenging off the line, we've, we've certainly worked on that, um, as well as just trying to be a bit more cohesive with our team defence because if we're able to get that right, then we're playing the game in our front half and it means we're scoring more often than not. Yeah, VB, talking about scoring, uh, it must have been uh, super exciting to see Darcy Fogarty's improvement late last year. I mean, the second half of the year for him was absolutely phenomenal, and uh, you'd be hoping that that cohesion really does start to show and bear fruit uh, in the first half of the season to get you off and running. Yeah, I think I think the transformation in, in Fog uh, back in the last year was was huge, and it, um, it was massive for our groups who really needed you know, one of our keys ahead of the ball to really give a helping hand to big techs and, and stand up. And it's sort of, I mean, it's, it's awesome when you see a guy like, like Fogg who's he's, he's had a fair bit of pressure on him over the last few years, but, you know, went away and, and worked on aspects of his game. And uh, now he's got a level of confidence about him that he just, he just trusts his ability and trusts his role and, and goes out seemingly week in, week out now and, and plays the real presence for us. So it's, it's a huge transformation. Now, VB, I'm sure the media manager's spoken to you before you come on and uh, told you to steer, steer clear of this question. But the, the playing group, we've heard a few players say um, early on this year, the, the, the F word, the F word's been spoken about down at Adelaide Crows, finals. Do we see that as a pass, Mark? Oh, look, we, we see it as a, a capability of ours. Like, if we're able to play it our, our best for, for 22, 23 rounds, then we've shown over the last couple of years that we can certainly mix it with with the best and we're hoping that the work we've put in over the summer with regards to finishing off our work and being a bit harder to play against maybe it means we win some close games that we we might have lost in years gone by and look you never know but what you do know is that other teams have improved you know each summer and we've had a good lead in with the last couple of games in in our pre-season but unfortunately that doesn't guarantee anything um so i mean i'd I'd be pretty disappointed if we didn't aim aim high uh, and certainly the group's ready to start aiming higher and hopefully um, results start coming our way because I think the group feel like they're ready for it now. I like it, VB. Now, how tough was it uh, with Elliot Himmelberg? He gets the nod over Riley Philthorpe. What's Riley got to do to get back in the 22, mate? Yeah, we've got a really good competition for spots in that in that role in particular and even with our rucks with Kieran Strawn, Riley O'Brien, Riley Philthorpe and Elliot Himmelberg. So those four have, I guess, mixed and matched in, in various positions throughout the whole summer and there's not a lot we need more from Riley Philthorpe. I mean, he's going to work on his game and play a bit more ruck minutes um, with the, the SNFL crew this afternoon, which will be really pleasing. And, I mean, don't get us wrong, we're really happy with, with where he's at and where his development's heading. And he's going to be a, a long-term player for us. But uh, I, I don't think it'll be too long before we see Riley mix it with the boys of the AFL squad because we know he's got a lot to offer for us. MVB, if you've got one or two players to watch 
this season. Can you give us those two players that you think are really going to shine up for you in the in the season this year? Yeah, there's been a lot of talk around a few of our, I guess, our, our bigger names, but I'll, I'll probably go a bit different for you. I'll go um, Jake Ustaligo through the midfield. He's one that I've, I've really enjoyed since we've got him nice. on board last year, so second-year player, yep. and he's just... I think all of us line coaches fight over who wants him, whether Great. he's back, forward or mid. So Jakey Saligo is one that uh, uh, we really enjoy watching. Mitch Hinge, I think, showed his wares the last couple of games in pre-season that hopefully he can take his game to another level. We're going to see Max Michelaney this weekend, which mm-hmm. he's going to be with us for hopefully a decade beyond. Um, I think now ahead of the ball, Lukey Pedler Hasn't played a lot of footy the last couple of years, but hopefully he gets a good run at it body-wise. And he's just a... a flat out competitor and I think he'll give us a real good dynamic in and around the footy but also ahead of the ball so look I could keep going but they're probably the guys that are looking to hopefully take their game to the next level and that'll help us move forward as a group. Exciting times VB. Now before we let you go it's uh, come across our desk this morning that you used to live with uh, one Bernard Vince here from the Triple M's Rush Hour and he might have been up to his old tricks last night. I think he might have got a tap on the shoulder from an establishment and uh, told to it'd be better off if he departed. Yes. (laughs) Has this been a common occurrence back in the day or what? Well, common, yeah, very, very common. Actually, I was no word of a lie, no word of a lie. When we we're in Perth, well, we were in Perth only two weeks ago. We had lunch uh, at the Cottesloe Hotel. I'm sure you've all been there. Yep. Oh, time. yeah. And I remember Byrne came over for for one year's eve and spent the week with my family, and we went there for a good night out. And Byrne got kicked out not once but twice. <laughs> Found a way to get back in and then uh, got the boot again. So let's just say it wasn't the first and it wasn't definitely won't be the last He's got four so, uh, VBs. Priors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, thank you so much for joining us on the Dead Set Legends. We're pumped for the cries and good luck tomorrow. Good on you guys. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Very, very good man. Don't worry about that, VB. How good to hear about the skill execution. Rock, I know you've been banging on about it, mate. Yeah, it was. It's great to hear that the Crows have uh, gone away and worked on that over summer. I think that's the one flaw. We know they try hard and work really hard. And to hear that they've worked on their skill execution, hopefully uh, it leads to some more easy goals for them and we see them push up the ladder. Jeez, you'd be pretty pumped as a Crows fan to hear that NVB, former club captain, knows his stuff, thinks Michelaney's going to be a 10-year player. Oh, that's brilliant. exciting, eh? So debut today, first father-son with his old man, 200-plus yep. games for Nord. So very exciting times for the Crows, Jeez, I reckon. That's a big wrap. Love it. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Four minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning. Adelaide 104.7 Adelaide's at Triple M. The Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom Owen. Footy's back with a vengeance, boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thursday night, we uh, kick-started the round one in the season with uh, the Carlton and Richmond. And we were probably this time last week going, oh, my God, what have Carlton done to deserve the, the opening game? But uh, I reckon it, I've been saying that for around a decade. You have been, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it looks like they're going to come to play this season. And it was a good game of footy, but ended in a draw, Fergus. Yeah, it did. What a, what a finish to the game. It, it probably wasn't the most stylish game that we've seen and, and cleanest game that Rock's talked about. But certainly uh, from a, a contest point of view, it, it was a, it was a, it was down. It was a bit flat early, early mm. wasn't it? Mm. Particularly the first three quarters. But wow, it came to life late. Mm. It um it certainly was. And and on that argument, I would love to see the grand final rematch on the Thursday night. Yes. I reckon that's the yeah, best right. way to do it. Yes. Whoever wins it, they get the home ground. Whether it's in Perth, whether it's in Sydney, we're a national competition. Yes, I know they get eighty thousand there for Richmond Carlton, but grand final rematch, kick off the season, and away we go. But. Uh, it was a, a bore fest, realistically. Like, it was low scoring. I think they kicked two goals in the first 
90 seconds of yep. the game, and then there was four goals for the rest of the first half. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's just not our game. And it was up and down. It wasn't like they couldn't score. It was just they didn't. They just – I don't know what happened. And then you turn on last night, an excitement machine, oh, wasn't yeah. it? It was open, free-flowing, open footy. Thursday night, a bit defensive, where last night was all out attack, and both teams kick over 100 points, which is great. I think we figured out how boring the game was on Thursday when you watched last night's game. Yeah. You know, like the yep. diversity between the two games was was insane, really. And it brings it brings in the question, and it happens all the time, and it happens after every draw, no matter what it is, and we speak about it in the media, whether it goes to extra time or are we happy with the draw? Oh, no, I'm happy with the draw at the moment. Uh, finals, you know, the grand final shouldn't be a replay. That nah, should be extra time. Which, which it is now. Yeah, which yep. it is now. Um, but minor round, draws in the game. That's part of it. It's always been that way. It doesn't mean it has to, but I think it's still a good good way to go. Do you feel like um, it needs to change, Rock, or are you happy with the way it is? No, it's, I, I like the draw still um, on the basis that people talk about rugby league. They have a great system of golden point rule yep. where yep. it's first team score. You can't do that in AFL because there's no. a lot more scoring and it's a lot more quicker. Mm. So um, they've got the opportunity to do the golden point. So I think just leave it the way it is. Um, but there is another uh, discussion out there as well around this at the moment. Should there be a bonus point potentially yes. if you score 100 points? I love this. I yep. love this. Me I could, could not take my eyes off the screen last night uh, because of that game of footy. Mm. Whether, it, you know, both, uh, I don't know the exact score. Collingwood kick over 120 and then Geelong over 100. Yes. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yep. And it takes it back to the scoring of the 80s and the 90s. And it's the incentive that it mm. might be, geez, we... We might not be able to peg this lead down uh, to hunt it down, but can we can we get to a hundred and get one point? I think it's I think it's a great concept. Yeah, I think it'll also open the game up a bit. Um, certainly, if it's a tight contest and um, you know you you've got one side that's just eking ahead and got a hundred points in, in in their eye line, um, it's worked well in cricket. Uh, yeah, we've okay. seen in T Twenty cricket um, teams chase. Um, chase bonus points at the 10 over mark. That's not for the result. In one day cricket, it's uh, in domestic cricket, it's definitely if you finish, if you chase the runs in 40 overs, you get a bonus point. Right. And that we've seen that open games up. Yeah. Same in Big Bash. Teams trying to get the bonus point at 10 over mark and then lose two quick wickets yep. in the 10th over trying to get it. And all of a sudden, the other team's back in it. We might see a few late swings in momentum if teams open up the game trying to chase that 100 point mark. Might have a might have a real say at the business end trying to get into finals. If you've managed to get yeah. an extra couple of bonus points by scoring 100 points in games through the season, wow. And we're dependent on results anyway, Rock. You know, and people, oh, don't change the rules or whatever. But you, sometimes you're relying on other teams to, to lose games of footy. Do you know what I mean? To mm. sneak in on percentage and that. I think it just adds another great element to our fantastic game. Yeah, it certainly does. They've tried to tweak it um, numerous times about how to open the game up and get higher scoring. This is one way. If you've got an extra point, if you kick 100 points, all of a sudden you could sneak into finals on 10 wins. I like it. Get mm. involved, family. 04885 with your text. Send them on through. It's Triple M. Ah, oh, the boss for your Saturday morning. 15 minutes past 11 o'clock, 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Cert Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. Remember, if you miss anything from the show as well, you can download the listener app, search the Dead Cert Legends, and, right. and download the show. I'll tell you what, <laughs> downloads are flying too, Rock. <laughs> oh, absolutely humming this show. Let's jump into the footy action today. This is what uh, all the loyal listeners out there and the downloads are going to come from. Port Adelaide take on the Brisbane Lions today at Adelaide Oval. Here, all the action live here. 
on Triple M after the rub and then, uh, yeah, that cracking game between North Melbourne and West Coast. Oh, 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 Just, uh, <laughs> it'll be a good call. But, um, yeah, no, Port Adelaide take on Brisbane. So it, it'll be a good contest. Um, uh, I'm leaning towards Brisbane at this stage. I'd love to see Port Adelaide get up and about for this, but pre-season form suggests they're a little bit down and, and Brisbane are ready to play. That They, they want to make a statement this year. They want to play in the grand final um, by all accounts. So um, Port Adelaide just... They were a little bit off in the in the preseason, so mm. they need to get back to working out how to move that footy inside fifty. It's been a, a concern for them for a couple of years now, but they just need to if they get their entries right going inside fifty. Horn Francis, we get the first look, real look at him um, in Port Adelaide colours. Junior Rioli as well, so potent forward half of the ground for Port Adelaide. If they can get on top around those stoppages and give their forwards an opportunity and good opportunity, I think it, it goes a long way to them winning the game. Well, Rock, who's going to make the difference this year with the entries inside Ford 50? Because something's got to improve. Someone's got to step up to the plate and start delivering. Yeah, well, I think you look at Rosie, spent a bit more time through the midfield last year. Butters as well. We expect him to get back to his best. So it's those young guys that are really going to grab hold of this team and and drive it forward. So unfortunately, Travis Boak didn't get up for this game, so he'll miss. But um, Brisbane have won their last five against Port Adelaide encounters. Mm. So that's... uh, a little bit concerning that that, that matchup. Rock, I don't think the entries are the problem. I think it's it's being able to kick goals, is it not? And we talk about this all the time. Like Port don't have the ability at the moment, and the Crows are struggling as well to kick easy goals. If you know what I mean. Yeah, so that comes down to the entries, Tomo. I think like if you if you get those good entries and those good looks, it, it gives the forwards an opportunity. So they get it in there fifty eight times. Yep. Again, but the entries might be bombed. Right. Yeah, like so. If you get that that right, if you lower your eyes a little bit, don't get too Charlie centric. If Charlie's one on one, go to him. But if he has some company around him, try to avoid him. He makes a contest, he gets it to ground. But if you can find an uncontested mark there inside fifty, it goes a long way. When you were playing for him, was that the message as well to to not be so Charlie centric and to look for the others on the outside and fan it wide? Not, not really. It was always just try and get it in there, lock it in there, lock it in the front half where I think they've got a ability now. They've got potent forward half of that ground. They've got to just look to use them as best they can. Hopefully their defence stands up. They've gone with no Cleary again. I thought he was a bit stiff to miss out, but that defensive lineup, how, how does that look? So um, it, it'll be a good contest, but I'm sort of leaning just towards Brisbane at this stage. But the, the more you think about it, it might be Port Adelaide. And on the other side, mate, the Crows take on the GWS Giants tomorrow. The big hype about the Crows throughout the off-season. They've spent a couple of good weeks out west. How do you think that's going to play out? Yeah, you'd love to see the Crows get up and about for this game and win it. Uh, the Giants were impressive, though. They surprised a little bit in the in their preseason game. They, they were super strong against the Suns, who everyone sort of expects to be right there or thereabouts in finals time. So the Giants, a new game plan. I expect that to come into place. Brent Montgomery's gone up there as well. Brent Montgomery, sorry. He, he is so super strong on defense. So right. I, I think they'll be hard to score against the Giants. So... For the Crows, they're just going to have to get to work. Um, we know that they've got that their options inside 50 now. Rankin's been added. Rochelle should be back to his best. And second-year player, hopefully he comes on in leaps and bounds. Tex, Fogarty in that forward half. I think they've got more balance. We spoke to Nathan Van Berlo just a little bit before, and he said that they've worked on their skill execution this summer, which is really important. I think we know how hard the Crows compete. They... They're in the game, they try, they give everything. Unfortunately, over the last couple of years, their skills let them down at those vital moments. So hopefully 
Hopefully we see an improvement there and, and they can win the game. Um, sort of leaning towards Crows. I think they can win the game, but uh, I'd be nervous about the Giants first up. Mm. I've noticed that Ben Keys has been named on the half-forward flank, which I really like yep. because I felt like he copped a lot of wax last year about his delivery and his use of the footy, which was probably warranted at times. But mm. I feel like when he moved into that position, he not only hit the scoreboard, but his pressure forward was outstanding. That could be a real difference maker for that forward line, I think, this year. Rot, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good move from them. And we don't want to um, say that his skills aren't as good as someone else's, but they aren't. That's just a mm-hmm. fact. His skills aren't the best in the competition. But you talk about someone who can tackle and compete hard and also Ragdoll. impact the scoreboard, mm. scoreboard now. We've seen him do that in the summer months as well. So he gives a different option for him and the ability to lock the footy in the front half. So they should be going up there full of confidence, and I think they are. They they expect to win this game. Just a quick one, Rock, before we wrap this up. Who are you most excited about from the from the Crows? Who's uh, who's box office for you? Oh, Isaac Rankin. You yep. can't go past him. I think he's absolute box office. He's going to sell a lot of tickets. I ran into Eddie Betts last night at the MCG, and you talk about box office at Adelaide Oval. Mm. I think Rankin might take that uh, that mantle off Eddie Betts over okay. the years to come. That's exciting. Yes. So you can stream both games as well on the listener app, yes. L-A-S-T, and uh, Chris Dipmar going to dominate the Savo with the Port game. And then the Crows, yeah, take on the GWS Giants tomorrow. So we've had two great games already. Obviously a draw on Thursday night, and last night's was an absolute beauty. So fingers crossed we can keep on going with some brilliant football in uh, in round one. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. We're going to wrap the show up very, very shortly. <laughs> 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom. It's been the Dead Set Legends for another edition on a Saturday morning and cannot wait for what's coming up next, boys. The Rub debuts in 2023, Fergus. Yeah, how good. Um, look, this is the one we look forward to every year. You know, the first rub of the season. What sort of shape are they turning up in? Big Bill's always a concern for me. Tom, <laughs> well, Bernie's the one for me today because we know he had form in the backyard here in Adelaide and he's ventured over to Melbourne this morning. Could be interesting pick. Oh, he gets himself up, though. It was good to chat to him a bit earlier. I don't know what happened there last night, though. He got the marching orders and uh, it happens quite regularly to our man Bernard. Well, Nathan Burlo gave us the insight. This has been, he's got priors. This has been happening for years. Oh, man. If you missed anything from the show, make sure you download it on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Just search Dead Set Legends Adelaide and join the thousands that download it first. Oh, look, we are airborne at the moment. The downloads don't lie. Let's face it, absolutely killing the game. See you next week from 9 o'clock, family. Have a good one. See you, bye.